Son, where'd you find this? Alright, let's get it, man. Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast. It is Sunday night, Sunday, 626 p.m. And I think it is about that time for a Sunday sermon. All right. We're going to church. Um, what you heard in the very beginning was a new instrumental that I've created called Definitive. I do have that shared on SoundCloud, and I will try to remember to copy the link for you guys to check out. All right. Um, For me, it's been a very productive weekend, I must say. Didn't spend too much time in the house. Spent a lot of time on the road. Uh, Finally went to the car wash twice. I went to the car wash the first time to clean the outside. Noticed that I didn't get everything. So I went back. And while I was back there, I figured I'd clean out the inside of the car as well. So everything right now is looking spiffy. On top of that, I was able to do some clothes shopping, so that's always good. I was able to buy a new pair of sneakers, Nikes to be exact, very comfortable. I bought a Columbia jacket, which is very comfortable and very warm, I might add. A couple other shirts, this and that. And as you guys know, what I like to do on my off time, and even on the times that I do work, it's smoke. So I got a good amount of cannabis to hold me down until, what, next Wednesday, next Tuesday or Wednesdays. Next time I'll get uh, my money from the job. So I have to really, and I've kind of been saving and rationalizing my money, right? But now 
this next check, I have to really focus on my actual bills and then Christmas shopping and all that shit. It's just going to be a fucking train wreck. I can see it now, but I'm grateful to be here. Um, The reason why I'm doing this Sunday is because I meant to do something last Sunday and I didn't get a chance to. And instead, I just called it a Monday sermon. But we don't do that here. In church, you go every Sunday and you get that sermon at the end. And y'all going to get that. Y'all going to get that here. That's right. Y'all going to get that work right here. Yes, sir. East Coast Standard Time, 629, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, 609, New Jersey. Okay? And we are back, and we got some shit. We got a sermon for y'all. Two sermons. I mentioned this actually Friday. The White Knight slash Captain save traits. We have tons of those. We didn't even get a chance to count how many of those that we actually have. We also have six type of thoughts that you should be aware of. Men, we have six type of thoughts that you should be aware of. And I'm letting y'all know right now, all six that I mentioned are types of women that I've dealt with. This doesn't necessarily mean the chicks that I piped, but this is women that I've came across and their type of attitudes and behaviors. We're going to go through all of that shit tonight. All right. Uh, Time-wise, we got time. Now, I don't know if I want to put too much into this. Another reason why I'm doing this tonight as well is because tomorrow is supposed to be a very busy day at the job. Actually, this week, this upcoming week, It's supposed to be very hectic. We have a lot of events going on. So a lot of tables, a lot of chairs, shit like that. And uh, it's not that I won't be able to record. It's just that you guys, you know, especially throughout last week, you've guys seen it five days a week, almost two hours a show. Um, We're going through it. We're doing what we're doing. But even during the tough times, even during the times, not necessarily tough, but a little more difficult for me to be able to get everything that I want to get in one night. We may have to go back to hour long, maybe even 45 minutes. I'm not going to record anything less than 30 minutes. The small dosage is okay, but I'm going to save the small dosage for the Renegade Red Pill YouTube channel. So a lot of my 15-minute rants will just be there. Um, Like I said, I've been trying to construct things and make things a little bit more organized going forward. And I think we have that going on. So without further ado, I want to start this off uh, by giving a shout-out to a lot of the people out there who's been checking out the podcast, a lot of the people who's been supporting Ever since I was just doing this exclusively on Facebook. Here I am right now, Spotify, Anchor, and we're going to try to get things more productive. We're going to try to gain some traction, especially with uh, 2022 coming up. God willing, another year, another time to succeed, 
another time to triumph. But we're going to start off with the White Knight, okay, and Captain Savaho Traits. All right, starting off, starting off with this motherfucker, we got, he makes rejection a moral issue. He makes rejection a moral issue. So when you have these weak guys, right? And these are the guys who stand tall for a lot of these women, especially these women who who usually give false allegations, the Me Too women. Um, the feminist, a woman can do no wrong. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Keep that in mind. A woman can do no wrong to a nice guy. A woman can do no wrong to a nice guy. A woman can do no wrong to a Captain Savaho. A Captain Savaho knows that the woman's a hoe and he's personally trying to save her. There's other guys who come across these women and don't realize that they're hoes and that they're thoughts. So they still pursue. It's different. That's completely different. He's just ignorant. And naive and doesn't really know the game. A Captain Savaho knows that the woman is a hoe. Like, he knows. And he'll still try to pursue. And the term Savaho is really the guy trying to wife these women, the guys who are trying to have long term relationships with these women. These women typically go nowhere fast. And their woman or the one that they realize is a thought is out here doing the most. Matter of fact, let future tell you. A lot of these women are sluts. And see, these women don't get offended when you say that. Do you know why? Because... Their lifestyle involves sleeping with men. When you look at Instagram models or when you look at your Britney Renners of the world, these women wouldn't be shit if it wasn't for the men who are validating them. You see what I mean? They're they're able to use the man's sexual thirst and desire to reap benefits. Strippers are entirely different because strippers have a program. Whether it is organized or unorganized, they still have a program. They still have a routine on how to make money. Now, a couple of freaky bitches will be in the back doing doing more things strange for more change, but that's never 100% everywhere. You see what I mean? So a woman who's considered a thought is not just a thought. There are numerous types of thoughts, and we're going to get into that later on. But number one, which we're not going in any order... He makes rejection a moral issue. Guys aren't willing to take a loss. Guys have the romantic comedy mindset. Similar to the nice guy syndrome. You know what I mean? The romantic comedy syndrome is this guy... Um really believing the BS that he was told by a lot of women, including including their mothers. All you have to be is nice, respect all women, 
and then you'll find a woman to make you happy. A lot of these guys are miserable. A lot of these guys are angry. And I don't blame them. Because they were only going by the things that they were told by a lot of women in their life. But see, that's how a lot of women, I mean, that's how a lot of women run game on men. They tell them things like, just be yourself. And it's such a backhanded thing to say. Just be yourself, but you're too nice. Be yourself, but you're smothering me. Be yourself, but you're not capable of of being worthy of my attraction. When women tell guys to just be themselves. And then these guys spend their entire lives trying to be nice, trying to be considerate to women. And these women just manipulate, use them and abuse them. It's kind of a fucked up deal. And some of these guys are just socially awkward and they're really sincerely trying to be nice. But unfortunately, the game doesn't work the way that they think it works. You know what I'm saying? Getting into two. Okay. Well, he totes his own kindness. In other words, he uses his kindness. He uses his nice charm as a weapon. Right. And I'm going to read a little bit of where this is from. Matter of fact, what site is this from? Let me see. I should be able to have this here. If I don't, I'll have to look this up later. No, I'll look this up later. But here's what it says. There's nothing wrong with being kind, obviously. But when somebody goes on and on about how nice they are, you have to wonder why they need everyone to know. Being nice should be something for its own sake, not so that women will date you or sleep with you as a result. Toting your kindness in opposition to other guys also implies that men in general are not kind, which puts men down and maintains a system in which masculinity means degrading and using women. So this is like, I think a chick wrote this primarily because none of this has to really do with masculinity. Being nice has nothing to do with masculinity or, but masculinity can have something to do with being considerate. There's a difference between being nice and considerate. These guys fuck up. When they try to be too considerate. Like I said, they use their kindness as a weapon. And these women take the weapon, use them, manipulate them, and take every nice gesture that they do and bring it back around and use it against the guy. It never fails. See, and the rom-com mindset, the romantic comedy uh, syndrome with men is the idea that at the end, regardless of how wrong I'm being treated by women, someone's going to realize my worth. Someone's going to pay attention to me. Someone's going to give me the, the love and the attention that I want and crave. And a lot of you guys just don't understand that because of the activity of a lot of these women, even if they were available, you wouldn't want nothing to do with them if you knew about their history. If you knew about their just open hypersexuality, it it's no longer see like really we're in a pivotal time right now sexually where there's a growing number of men who aren't getting laid.
Then another growing number of men who were never laid. Not just the men who got laid and then they're on the dry spell. I'm talking about guys who never got laid. And there's the extreme on both sides. So now, regardless, bitches are taking over regardless. The internet is pretty much a shelter for a lot of these women. Think about a woman who's homeless, right? Now, think about this. This is just something I've thought about. Think about a bitch who's homeless, right? She has nothing, no money in her pocket. The only thing she has, you guessed it, her smartphone. Or her iPhone, whatever the fuck. She has her phone. She still has some looks to her. You know what I mean? All she got to do is fix herself up. This bitch can easily take pictures of herself, right? Take pictures of her body, sell it, or create an OnlyFans account and get a multitude of men and have a multitude of money. Facts. Facts. That's facts. So there's the extreme of the guys who aren't getting laid who are only giving women money online, who are only getting attention from women online, and that's after he gives money. And you have these group of soft, disposable men. And this is how I feel a lot of these feminists want men to be. There's a lot of women who just want to be dominant for once. Believe it or not, there's just a lot of women who just want dominant. And I mentioned this in the last episode. When a woman rules, she ruins. When a woman rules, there's a good chance she ruins. Because a lot of these women are miserable. A lot of these women don't want those positions of being bosses, being managers, being supervisors of major companies. But they were told by their parents, mostly their mothers, that they have to step up. Because a man ain't going to step up for them. Because a lot of men today ain't shit, just like your raggedy ass father. That's just that's just the reality. I've always stated this. The most critical question you can ask a woman, men, when you first interact, or better yet, I believe in the one to three rule. I need to have one to three conversations with you or I have to see you one time to know if I want to take you out on a date or not. But when you finally meet the woman, this is when you guys are face to face. I want you men to look that woman square in her eyes. I know it's a little it's it's very I find it. I find it weird that people think eye contact is so awkward Like when I walk into a room, I try to see everybody where I'm at. I want to fill out the environment. You know what I'm saying? But everybody else or a lot of other people will just say, oh, man, that's uncomfortable. No. You look a bitch square in her eye and you ask her, what is your relationship with your father? Do you have a relationship with your father? Did you have a good relationship with your father? Or did your mother tell you that your father wasn't shit and you had that upbringing that niggas ain't shit? 
Because I know when that happens, if you say, oh, yeah, you know, my father left us, you know, he didn't really do nothing. He wasn't a provider. That's when I walk away. Because I know you're going to look at men in the same energy or with that same thought that you look at your father. You're disappointed in your father. Therefore, you grow up disappointed in men. It's simple. I got friends or I had a friend. I don't think he he remembers his mother, but he didn't know his mother. So ironically, his relationship with women was on and off. He didn't really trust women because of the personal situations that he dealt with with his own mother. So that's very effective, not only to men, but also to women. Very critical with women with the father and daughter relationship and bond. Because especially in the terms of family, something that we don't have today, we do not have a mother and father family structure. We do not have the kids in the household and everything is fine and education's great and employment is fine. There's a lot of bummy ass niggas. Let me just let me just address something, okay? There's a lot of bummy ass niggas that choose to do nothing. You can show these niggas the you can show these niggas the navigation. You can show these niggas a path. You can show these niggas a route to make money, to be comfortable. You know what I mean? And these niggas won't listen. And then they'll bitch and complain that there's nothing to do in the community. There's nothing to do in their lives. There's money. We're at a point now where even at the end of the year in a fucking pandemic, there's nothing but warehouses being open. All of the school systems that I know of is hiring in one way or another. It's just where I'm at right now. I'm at the I'm at the highest amount hourly in my area. And when I mean in my area, I can make it to my job and back within 15 minutes tops. That's how close I am. But there's a lot of niggas that just choose to not take the opportunities to better themselves. They sit back. They get mad. They get mad when they see other people making moves and they're not trying to be involved in it. They, they mad because those niggas aren't trying to involve you in your moves and the moves because you don't have shit going on. You don't have any money. You don't have any cigarettes. You don't have any weed. You don't have any liquor. So anytime there's a party atmosphere, you're going to be the first nigga Asking for this and that with nothing in return. These be the these be the first niggas. You know what I mean? These be the first niggas to talk about there ain't shit going on. And money essentially is everywhere. You just have to have that mindset and you have to have that drive and you have to have that passion to go get it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the creator, the creator, the almighty will sometimes give us or show us previews or things to come. If we only make the opportunity or if we only see the opportunity to make that risk and to make that step and get shit done, then we're good. A lot of us looking back, we can we can address the fact that we were actually given opportunities to be successful. We were giving opportunities to truly display our talent or to truly display or to truly go with our passion and our desires and dreams in this life that we live. But a lot of us miss those opportunities. And it's only but a few of us 
who actually really get back on that focus and really get back on that uh, that purpose and get those opportunities again and are able to succeed it. So I want to give a shout out to y'all niggas. We bouncing back. We bouncing back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We bouncing back. What am I smoking on? GMO. The strand of the day is GMO. There's another strand that I also have along with that. I smoked the backwood of that earlier. Now I got a raw paper full of some GMO. Pretty good strand. It's so good and it's so sticky that it's actually burning through a fucking raw paper. That is right. We really got to get back on the grind. We really got to get back on the focus. We really got to get back on the topic, the situation, and the episode itself. Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast. All right? So, here we go. Three. Puts down other men, or what I call passive-aggressive behavior. So, this goes along with what I said earlier. The nice guy wants the women to believe that he's not aggressive, that he's not capable. And that's actually something that goes against these men when it comes to these women and when it comes to attraction. When they see a man who's too nice, too friendly, their thought is he seems cool, he seems kind, but he doesn't seem like a man. He doesn't seem like a protector, a potential father who I would feel safe with having him as the father of my children or child. This is how a lot of women think. It's still happening today, but there's a lot of thought behaviors and thought activities, and a lot of these bitches aren't even worth a conversation, let alone you splurging in a bitch without protection. We're just going to keep it a, a thou wow, okay? I may take a quick intermission, because what, what do we have? We got a lot of shit still. We got a lot of shit still. Um, this is going to be a, a jam-packed episode. I'm not going to say it's going to be crazy long, but we could, we could reach an hour, 30 minutes to two hours with this one. We could reach it. So that's the reason why I want to take this quick intermission just to situate some things, a.k.a. Uh, smoke a good amount of this joint that I have. So when I get back on here, I'm not coughing and wilding the fuck out. So I want to put something on here. Should I put Wiseman on? Hmm. Nah, fuck it. Um, this is an unnamed beat. I played it before. I forgot why I originally called it, but I'm only going to play it for a little bit. So, you know, sit tight. Be right back. Red Pill Party Podcast. Thank you. 
Jersey Judah Red Pill Party back at it once again. That is Jersey Judah Red Pill Party podcast on Anchor and Spotify. And what what the what the fuck, man? I got a lot of shit to talk about, right? We're talking about the White Knight slash Captain Savaho traits. Okay? The White Knight slash Captain Savaho traits. Alright? A lot of guys, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't fucking matter. You niggas got this, okay? You niggas got these issues, okay? And I'm here to acknowledge that you have these issues. And this is church time, so we're going to bring it all to the table so you have a chance to repent and get back on your feet. God damn. Fuck. Fucking nice guys, man. This shit bothers me. It bothers me because some of those guys are actually sincere. They just don't realize that it doesn't matter. But how nice they are, it doesn't make a fucking difference. TFL, True Force Loneliness, incels, all you guys out there, your kindness means nothing. Accept that. Embrace it. Better yourself for yourself and move forward that's really the layout of this part of the podcast so everything that i'm going to address i'm going to go back and i'm going to go forward with the white knight captain Sabaho traits then we're going to talk about the six type of thoughts that you should be aware of men we're talking about the first thing being making a rejection a moral issue so because the rejection, these guys can't take a loss, they end up turning into fucking transforming to Chris Benoit, uh, turning into Elliot Roger, you know what I'm saying? Because these guys can't handle rejection, which is pretty interesting because if you would flip this around with women, a lot of women aren't used to rejection. It's just women aren't reacting in a way of shooting up a school or doing things like that. And it explains certain guys not being raised by fathers. A guy will usually tell his son about rejection, about failure. Failure is an option. 
you tell people what failure isn't an option, you're being unrealistic. If you tell somebody that failure is an option, it's not that they're more willing to accept it. It's just they know that it's there. But with failure comes insight, and with insight comes a better understanding for the next time. The next time you may be more aware from your failures. From the L's you took, you were able to use that, motivate yourself, and get a couple W's along the way. But that's only when you decide to make that decision, right? But going into the second thing that I talk about, they took their own kindness. They use their kindness as a weapon. Fuckery. It never works out. They become the emotional tampon. They become the shoulder to cry on, a.k.a. the big brother, a.k.a. friend zone, a.k.a. Um, uh, uh, bummy man, all right? Uh, um, beta man, sissy man, uh, sissy boy, you know what I'm saying? Um, number three, puts down other men with passive aggressive behavior. So, because men aren't able, these men, these nice guys, are able to really use their physical presence or really even traits of masculinity as a weapon, they'll try to be more understanding towards women, and they believe that that's good enough. And during the time of doing that, he'll may, he may tell the chick, oh, you don't want to deal with that guy, the football captain, oh, you know. He'll actually say some off-the-wall shit like, yeah, he got crabs. Or he'll make up a whole bunch of lies just to try to get this bitch, to try to win this bitch over, not realizing he already single-handedly uh, distance himself from her sexually indefinite. <clears throat> so these guys never, they're never really smooth the way that they think they are. And that's another thing with uh, nice guys. They, they're not as smooth as they think they are. All right. They're, as I mentioned, uh, romantic comedy mindset doesn't really work with a lot of women today because a lot of these Modern women today are all about money. And it's not that they're... Some of these women are about money when it comes to careers and jobs. Don't get me wrong. A lot of those women are not as attractive. And I'm just going to keep it a buck with you. So you'll find a lot of women going to these warehouses, working in a lot of places, handling a, a machinery that at one time, it was highly unlikely for these women to do so. These aren't your thoughts that I'm going to be mentioning. A lot of these bitches are lazy, beautiful bums. They're non-productive, but they claim to have everything and they claim yet to want everything. So you either have nothing and really want everything or you're just a greedy bitch who has everything and wants everything else that a man has to offer you. Either way, these women all display the same type of behaviors that I will discuss later on. But we're going to move forward. All right, because I keep... I keep scrolling down for some reason. Okay, so we have passive-aggressive behavior. The fourth one. Um, remember what I talked about earlier. A woman can do no wrong to the nice guy. That is right. Number four. A woman can do no wrong to the nice guy until the nice guy is done wrong. Number four. A woman can do no wrong. That is until the nice guy is done wrong. All of a sudden, these niggas, these nice guys, 
they turn into Bruce Banner turning into the Incredible Hulk when these bitches reject him. And the reason why they have this mindset is because the women in their life told them. A woman can do no wrong. Respect all women. Respect our queens. I talk about this all the time. A lot of the black males who grew up with in fatherless homes, they are brainwashed to protect all black women and protect this and that. I don't own women. They're not my queens. They're not my women. Yes, we have the same shade. We're not necessarily the same people. And I feel that when black people choose to compartmentalize themselves within just appearance and with just attitude, you forget that there's real trailblazers. There's real trailblazers. There's real motherfuckers out here who's talking against all of the bullshit, all of the hypocrisies, all of the propaganda, and who's talking about real truth. It's just niggas like me because I don't have the red, black, and green appearance or I don't support Black Lives Matter or I'm not a fucking Democrat, or I'm a Trump supporter, or anything that comes out of my mouth on here somehow puts me in a tight position. But most of these motherfuckers talk about nothing but sports, sneakers, and rap music. That's all they do. That's all they talk about. All of a sudden, niggas come out and really be speaking about the issues going on, especially towards a lot of these young men coming up. Because the women aren't going to make us better men. I want a lot of you nice guys to realize this. A woman is not going to make you a better man. A woman shouldn't make you a better man. These women expect you to come into the relationship with everything on site. Remember that. So everything that I'm saying right now is a buck. A woman's not going to make you a happier person. It's not. You may have you may have certain things that women attract to that for the time being can satisfy can satisfy you to an extent. But a woman's not going to make you better. In fact, with certain men a lot of these women made a lot of these men bitter. Ugh. A lot of these men today are bitter. They're not better with women today. They're absolutely bitter. And who can you really blame when you're seeing more of the quote-unquote monogamous man who's out here looking for a monogamous relationship because, you know, unfortunately, well, fortunately for him, but unfortunately for him at the same time, he was raised in more of a traditional background. So he had a mother and a father in the household. He had a lot of interactions in time with his father. And his father was breaking down and giving him the old school treatment. But here's the problem. Look, this is similar. Let me like this cigarette. Hold up. This is similar to what I was addressing before a couple days ago. 
or maybe this past last week, whatever the fuck. Where a lot of these old heads try to give you old nigga advice. The fathers for a lot of these type of guys were stand-up guys. They were good fathers. <clears throat> Which is a rarity in our society today, or at least that's what we are told by the one-sided political gender role of the media. So now the guys who were raised with traditional values, he was raised seeing his mother with his father and has that um, uh, has that mindset to want to have the same thing for him because he saw his father come home from work every day, talk to him about sports he's doing, talk to him about his homework, and then pull him aside, maybe talk to him about sex and women. And you know what I'm saying? That's a very important. I feel that on both ends, we fuck up. Men fuck up too as fathers. Don't get don't get it twisted. Men fuck up too as fathers. Right? But I noticed that the fathers who speak out, they're the ones who are sort of shadowed and sort of toned out of the conversation. Where a lot of these guys get fucked over by the court system alongside these women. They can't see their kids, but they're paying hundreds of dollars a month. And you know, a lot of these dirty bitches, they, if they get 350 maybe less than 100 of that is going towards pampers and formula. Everything else is going towards her hair, going towards her nails, going towards her outfit. These bitches are treacherous. There's no other way to describe it. See, me, like... I enjoy comedy. I enjoy roasting and putting these bitches on skillets, frying these bitches up real quick. Frying these fucking, frying these thoughts. We're skewing these thoughts. We're putting these, we're putting these thoughts on the Barbie. Okay. We're skewing these bitches because it's necessary and it's tough love. The same way I go after these pencil neck nice guys is the same way I'm going to go after these thoughts. It's tough love. We want the nice guys to be aware of your behaviors. To be aware of your type of surroundings and environment. To be aware of your type of attributes and characteristics. We are breaking it down like a compound tonight. That's what we're doing. And yeah, I'm going to take my time. What the fuck? I'm not going to start something, make it short, because number one, I don't have nothing else to do. It's 7.09. I'm going to try to get, I'm going to try to get in bed by at least 2 a.m., but I am currently playing uh, Max Payne 3 on the Xbox One. Currently playing that. Um, like I said, today, I planned on really recording Monday. But I remember looking at the event schedule last week at the end of the week, <clears throat> going in towards next week or this week coming up, it was going to be busy. Monday was supposed to be two events. Basketball got canceled, which is good. 
there's still another event going on in the library that involves 10 tables. So we have to move 10 tables there and back when it starts and when it ends, which isn't that big of a deal. Uh, conferences will be Thursday and Friday, but I believe Friday is the only time that they have it while I'm working there and they're only going to be there until 6:45. So I'm going to I'm going to be doing things a little different. Um like I said, right now I'm we're, we're pretty much enjoying the last real major long thought-provoking recording for a minute. I'm not telling people I'm not recording anymore. What I'm saying is I'm toning shit down. I may have to keep things under an hour. But if I could do so, and this is also my alternative, um, I can easily do something tomorrow morning, do something just over an hour, maybe even an hour and 30 minutes, if I can have a topic and a subject ready to, ready to go. And I can attempt to do something that's roughly an hour, under an hour, later on that night, Monday night. But that's a coin toss. Regardless, I will be recording tomorrow. It will be fire. But we want to get back into the fucking topic at hand right about now. Um, Let me just check things out. Cool. We are just over 45 minutes into the game. I also have... um, I'm glad I went through this. I also have something. I have this site saved. Somewhere. You fucking piece of garbage, you. I have this saved from Prezi, Prezi, P-R-E-Z-I dot com. Characteristics of a thought. And there's a couple of slides that I want to read that I was able to download from the site Prezi dot com. So we're going to go through that. So we got a large one. We got a large show. We're relaxed, but we're about to fucking heat up. We're about to cook. We're about to roast these bitches. We're about to roast a lot of you beta males and you nice guys. We need to put you guys back on track. See, there's two sides of the coin. Remember this. There's two sides of the coin. I am the representation of the red pill that is open to have conversations with TFL, nice guys, or... uh, Black Pill, there's a lot of Black Pill content creators that I like. And I will address that in the future. I'll make an episode dedicated to the Black Pill. Because I I generally fuck with the idea of the Black Pill. It's just their attitude with how they react makes them Black Pill. Without the reaction, they're simply Red Pill aware people who choose to not participate. That's really what it breaks down to. But... There's a lot of things that I still have to break down. Like there's episodes that I've done and I still have certain topics saved that I haven't addressed 100% that I can always reiterate and I can always bring back as one entire topic or I can just mention it in another episode. But we're going to get back into this fucking the shenanigans here. We already went through a good amount. I think the last one we dealt with was uh, put down other men. No, we didn't. That's passive aggressive behavior for, oh, a woman can do no wrong until the nice guy is done wrong. So the nice guy is told that if he's nice, this and that, that he'll get women. But then he finds out that that's not the case. So he has the aggressive behavior or the aggressive response 
within the passive aggressive attitude towards men. So now the woman rejects him, right? The woman pretty much goes, yeah, I'm not interested in you. The end. The guy gets upset because the guy was told lies. So these guys are actually the ones who usually become more black pill or they become the TFL guys or they just choose not to deal with women entirely. So we're going to keep going forward from that. <clears throat> number five, or this isn't really a number, but fuck it. It's listed as number five. Lacks self-value, low self-esteem, constantly seeks approval, validation, or attention from others, i.e. women, usually out of a low self-worth. Okay? Five, once again, lacks self-esteem or self-value. Lacks self-value, low self-esteem, constantly seeks attention, validation, or attention from others, uh, usually out of a low self-worth. <clears throat> Similar to the thought in a lot of cases. See, there's a lot of women who have low self-worth. A woman can never think of herself too high if she's willing to go down low. <laughs> a woman can never have the self-worth of being holier than thou when she's going low, top, topping men, Right? Constantly out there promoting her body, promoting herself as a sex object. You can't tell me that these bitches have any self-worth. You can't tell me. it. I don't want to hear it. See, because a woman who has self-value she's not everywhere you're not going to find her everywhere you're not going to find a lot of these women of self-value on ig taking pictures of themselves 24 7 you're not and see a lot of us believed otherwise that of course these beautiful women are going to constantly take pictures of themselves and constantly be obsessed those women are the women who have the lowest self-esteem. They're doing all of those things to seek validation. If no men or women reacted to those women, they would go crazy. And with, with social media, a woman's life is broken down into likes, shares, subscribes, follows. Come on, let's, let's keep it real. Take away social media and see how these bitches be coming. See how they be looking now. Ain't no nigga validating her. Ain't no nigga putting her on a pedestal. Uh-uh. Ain't no nigga hitting her up on the DMs. Ain't no, see, look, see, that's the reality. See me, I can go weeks, months, probably a year without social media. If it wasn't for the fact that I got my podcast right now booming, I got this stupid joint that's not wanting to light up right now, and I need places to share where I get my shit done at. 
You know what I mean? That's the only time I use social media. But these women, they look at social media as like a godsend. They get all their care, consideration, and validation without even having to leave the house. You feel me? But these dudes on the opposite end, and the end that we're actually speaking on, their lack of self-value equals pedestalizing women. And women have figured out that you must have a low self-esteem if you're just looking at me and nobody else. See, women are smart because a woman who knows that she's she's she has no self-worth, she knows it. <laughs> That's why the thoughts today don't really mean shit. You feel me? That's why the females who consider themselves thoughts, they don't really mean shit today. Because a woman with a pretty face to a lot of guys who are red pill aware is just a woman with a pretty face. Like, yeah, we'll acknowledge a woman's beauty, but that's not a reason to thirst out and simp. Especially if these women ain't doing shit for you in return. It's a waste of fucking time and energy. And a lot of men are wasting their time and energy trying to pedestalize these hoes. And getting nowhere and getting nowhere fast. They're going nowhere and they're going nowhere fast. All right? Dealing with these fucking men. Number five, lack self-value. Low self-esteem. Constantly seeks approval, validation, or attention from others. Usually out of a low self-worth. Exhibits controlling... Possessive, jealous, clingy, or suffocating behavior. Over text, over calls, needs to be with the person 24-7. Makes people feel guilty when they enjoy time without him. Jesus. See, this is the nice guy's dark side. The nice guy's dark side. I'm going to read that again. And this is another number, by the way. So I might as well say number six while I'm at it. Number six exhibits controlling, possessive, jealous, clingy, or suffocating behaviors. Over text, over calls, needs to be with that person 24-7. Makes the person feel guilty when they enjoy time without him. This is the nice guy, dark side. So when these women come across these type of guys, and a lot of these bitches usually manipulate and take advantage of these men anyway, and these nice guys usually know they're being taken advantage of, know they're being manipulated, and still go along with it. These guys are complete fucking idiots. They do not give a fuck. These guys are, like I said, the white knights, the Captain Saberhood traits, are legit verified you know what i mean you can proofread it you know what i mean i'm sure you can pick out friends and even certain family members who have these traits it is what it is it's time for a lot of these men to wake up because these bitches ain't playing these hoes ain't playing at all they're not playing no fucking games if they get a chance to find a guy who is at least putting a little bit of effort into society 
they're going to try to latch on to that nigga. Because a lot of these women know that the lies that they've been taught by the sisterhood, it's not, it's that, that lifestyle isn't meant for you. You bitches out here feel that you're capable of the champagne lifestyle, but you still working on a fucking beer budget. Y'all got to really wake up to reality. And see, these bitches can live in la-la world. They don't work as much. They're not really they're not really productive. And see, guys today will validate OnlyFans and say that, well, these women are hot, so I'll give them money to see pictures of them. They are literally making a living off of the frustration, the simp tears, beta tears, and just beta semen. They're, these women should just collect semen for a living because that's all they're doing. They're finding guys who are willing to pay money for them, masturbate to their pictures. And what happens is our society as men for men have became weak are the over-sexualization of our society today that promotes things like pornography where, hey, you can't get a chick, can't get a nut off. Well, here's Pornhub. But that consistently takes you completely out of the motivation to better yourself. And no, it's not connected with women, but testosterone is what it is. And it reacts within the frequencies of an, of an attractive woman. See what I mean? So there's a lot of this crazy shit going on that a lot of guys really need to get in tune with and really need to understand and realize. Um, I think we're shy of an hour. We're going to take a, another intermission. We're going to take a couple intermissions tonight. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> Just because I'm fucking parched. I have my green tea with me, by the way. Team green tea all the way. Um, and I want to get back into this list. We are just about, if I'm not mistaken, let me let me see something real quick. We're about, we're over halfway through this list, right, of the white knight slash captain save a traits. And then we're going to dive right into the six type of thoughts to be aware of. Um, yeah. So you guys just, you know, stay tuned. I always tell people my music isn't terrible, but for a lot of people, they may not like that type of music. They may not like the instrumental. You guys have the option to skip two, three minutes. I usually don't play my music all the way. Um, I just play it long enough to get whatever I need to get done, done. So I can jump back on and uh, finish the recording. So I'm just going to find something random to play uh, right here. And yeah, be right back.
son, where'd you find this? All right. We're back. <coughs> Damn. <coughs> that joint, man. Shit. Shit. Joint got me in another planet right now, man. I'm still coming back down to Earth. Wow. All right. So continuing off with the list, just go through a couple further back. I'm not going to start from the beginning. Lack self-value, low self-esteem. Exhibits controlling, possessive, jealous, clingy, or suffocating behavior over text, over calls. Needs to be with the person 24-7. Makes the person feel guilty if they enjoy time without them. And continuing on, idolizes potential mates and overlooks their flaws, a.k.a. puts them on a pedestal. I'm going to read that again. I'm going to read that again. Pedestalizing. I mentioned this a lot. I'm going, to, I'm going to mention it here. Idolizes potential mates and overlooks their flaws, a.k.a. puts them on a pedestal. Does the same with relationships and devotes large amounts of emotion Time, energy, and money early on. <sighs> Does the same. Fuck that. I got to read that again. Oh, my God. I got to read this again. Idolizes potential mates and overlooks their boundaries, a.k.a. puts them on pedestals. Does the same with relationships and devotes large amounts of emotion, time, energy, and in money early on. Warning, warning, warning. The guys who put the money up right away, right? Oh, well, you know, I'm just trying to impress the woman. You stupid, foolish man, you. I've always said the one to three rule usually works. You'll find out if a woman's really interested in you. If you guys are just meeting up for something small, you guys aren't doing nothing major because the idea is you guys want to know each other first. That's a good footing to be on. If you're that type of guy who wants to impress these women, so you're taking these women out to fancy restaurants and doing all this and that, God bless you. You're dealing with a different breed of bitches today. And these bitches have fleas and all other types of parasites and all other types of diseases and dysfunction with them. These women are like scattered puppies. You look at them, they have precious eyes, soft eyes, but just very heavy, hard, and wicked actions. And you got to be aware, keep your third eye open, man. That's all I'm going to say. You know what I mean? Stay frosty out there. Uh, where are we at? Doesn't take responsibility for his actions, never admits faults, and wrong and wrongly blames others. Hmm. What the fuck does that sound like? I'm gonna read that again. Doesn't take responsibility for his actions, never admits faults, and wrongly blames others. Hmm. Hmm. Self accountability. Hmm. Doesn't that sound like women? That sounds a lot like a, I don't know. 
That sounds like a lot of you bitches out there. And yes, the nice guy would have these traits. Why? Because a lot of these nice guys were raised without who? Fathers. A lot of these guys are raised by who? Single mothers. So a lot of their activity, a lot of their traits and personalities literally is taught by the mother or is absorbed from the mother. If that man doesn't have older brothers, if that man doesn't have older male uh, uh, family members, he will have those traits. It is what it is. A lot of guys don't understand that or they may have never thought about it like that. But of course, they're going to be irresponsible. Of course, they're going to have no self-accountability. Of course, they're going to blame everybody for their wrongdoings, just like these bitches. It's no different. Next, claims he's victimized. Wow. Attributes his own flaws and shortcomings to external circumstances and or other people. But once again, this also sounds like similar. This can also be used on the other end, mostly with women. See, whether a woman's considered, quote unquote, nice or not, a lot of these women do not take uh, self-accountability. They don't believe in self-accountability. They don't need to. They've been taught by society that they don't need to. Right? But in this case, there's a lot of guys who choose to play the victim role. Look at Elliot Roger. Elliot Roger, the same circumstances, same situation. Wasn't able to take self-accountability for his actions. It was always somebody else's fault. It was this person that ruined the uh, the event for him. It was that person that ruined the entire weekend for him. You know, very childish, bitchy, sissy boy behavior. But I have to I have to address it the way that it is. Once again, claims he's victimized, attributes his own flaws and shortcomings to external circumstances and or other people. Next, kisses up or is totally agreeable to try and score points with people. Hmm. That sounds familiar. Kisses up and is totally agreeable to try and score points with people, especially women. Hmm. Will never disagree for fear of upsetting her. Places his needs last and tries to satisfy everyone else before him. What does that sound like? I'm trying to figure it out. Huh. Maybe I can find some help somewhere. Beta! Oh. I was thinking about something else, though. What about that, uh, Michael Cole? Help me out, Michael Cole. And who's that? Oh, it's Mr. MVP, Sam! Oh. Oh, sounds like a simp, sounds like a nice guy, sounds like a beta, beta man, beta man, booty man, sissy man, huh? It sounds like, you know, that type of person, right? We're going to continue on. Never leads, is submissive, and always wants to make sure everything he does is okay with her. Overly apologetic and says sorry when there's no reason to apologize for. Doesn't draw boundaries. Gives women whatever they want in return for love, sex, or approval. Accepts second-class behavior 
for the possible reward. Oh, come on. Let's get it. For the possible reward of vagina. I'm not even going to read that other fucking word. That's a dumb word. Doesn't say no, even when he knows it is the right thing to do. I'm going to read through a good portion of this again. Starting from uh, kissing up. Kisses up and is totally agreeable to try and score points with women, especially uh, with people, especially women, excuse me, will never disagree for fear of accepting her, places his needs last and tries to satisfy everyone else before him, never leads, is submissive and always wants to make sure everything he does is okay with her, over apologetic and says sorry when there's no reason to apologize. Uh, doesn't draw boundaries, gives women whatever they want in return for love, sex, or approval. So, this is a tricky one. <laughs> Emphasis on tricky, right? Doesn't draw boundaries, gives women whatever they want in return for love, sex, or approval. Gives women whatever they want for in return for love, sex, or approval. Tricking. Okay, approves second class behavior for the possible reward of low hanging fruit. Uh, these are guys. These are simps. These are simps. These aren't even savahoes anymore. We're getting into simpish shit. This is simpish type of bullshit. Simpish programming. You see a lot of these old heads, like I mentioned before, they try to give guys game. These are the same guys that are tricking out on bitches. As we speak right now, these are the same hypocrites who are out here tricking for vagina as I speak into my phone right now at 738. Sunday night. 738. These old heads. They'll try to sit you down and teach you the ropes because it makes them feel important, you know. Even though they have nothing to talk about, they really have no knowledge, no logic, nothing to offer. But these niggas are the ones who've passed on the generation of stepfathers and simps and just low self-worthy type of niggas, right? And it's a fucking, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's an absolute fucking joke. So right there you have the first part. The white knight slash captain save a whole traits. He makes rejection a moral issue. He totes his own kindness. Puts down other men. Passive aggressive behavior. A woman can do no wrong until he is dealt wrong by those women. Lacks self value. Low self esteem. Constantly seeking attention, validation, or attention from others, usually out of a low self-worth, exhibits controlling, possessive, jealous, clingy, or suffocating behavior, overtext, overcalls, needs to be with that person 24-7, makes the people feel guilty when they don't, when they actually enjoy time without the person, idolizes potential mates and overlooks their flaws, aka putting the pussy on the pedestal. Does the same with relationships and devotes large amounts of attention, time, energy, and money 
early on. Doesn't take responsibility for his actions, never admits faults, and wrongly blames others. Claims he's victimized, attributes his own flaws and shortcomings to external circumstances and or other people. Kisses up and is totally agreeable to try to score points with people. Never leads, submissive, and always wants to make everybody or everything he does okay with her. Doesn't draw boundaries and yeah. That shit was a burden just to read through all that shit over again. I almost have a headache. I don't have a headache, but I nearly have a headache. We're getting in to the six type of thoughts you should be aware of. But before I do that, I want to remember to go through these slides while I am recording. I do notice my phone dropped down to 37%, which that's, that's fucking great. Now I have to look for my charter. If I don't find that, oh, nope, that's not it. If I don't find that, that's gonna be a, it's gonna be a problem. I wonder if this will work. Yeah, we're on some ghetto shit tonight, man. I didn't really, I planned to do this eventually, but technically I didn't plan this, so. That is my story, and I'm sticking to it because I do want to get something worthy out of the way for the week to come because it might be a busy one. All right, it says that it is charging, but when I put it in, it immediately went down 1%. So, all right, it is what it is, man. Um, hmm. Where is the shit that I downloaded? Oh, here it is. Okay. We're going to go through these as quick as possible. Thought definition. It's a young single woman that has numerous amounts of sex partners. Or that hoe over there. That's an acronym. That hoe over there. Thought. My definition. Now, this is this individual's definition. A thought is a woman who give head and then go to the next guy to do the same thing. They can look ugly or cute and they fuck everybody who they find to get free dick. Some might <laughs> some might just pay to give head to the guy if they are the desperate thoughts. Okay, we're going through this, all right? This is funny. I'm glad I downloaded this shit. Thought, all right, thoughts, infections, thoughts have, thoughts has, it says, hold up, hold up, these things are out of pocket, thoughts has HIV, herpes, HPV, get burned, crabs, etc. cannot name no more, <laughs> too many, all right, we're going to keep going, we're getting educated here, I'm getting educated along with you guys, Um, thought, Signs of thotties. A sign of a thought is when she has on small ass clothes and wants to fight free balling. But if she do have on drawers, it has shit marks on it. Every time you look in her purse, you see some 
flavored ass condoms or cartoon condoms or some got damn herpes cream. <laughs> some got herpes cream in there with some damn birth control half gone. Uh, her ringtone is he got a big dick and know how to use it. Plus, her ass always taking, always talking about sex when she around niggas. When she is, wait, when she is many niggas side chicks and always that only thirsty bitch around numerous niggas. They ghetto so hard using the the bitch word too much. Okay. I can agree. It's just, this shit is worded so bad. Like, the way that this is worded, it's worded in a way that a street nigga would talk. Which is the only reason why I can I can read this and understand what is going what is being said. So we're getting through. <laughs> we're getting through this. Thoughts. This is another slide. Thoughts. Housing situation. Thoughts have the most dirtiest houses because how in the hell you have on some cute clothes, but the background look look terrible as fuck. Plus their houses be stinking, smelling like ass with dirty clothes all over the fucking floor. Also smelling like fucking feet. <laughs> thoughts. That's thoughts. Housing situations. So we're going through them here, man. We're not playing games. We're not playing games. We're not too far. Thoughts. Actions. Thought hobbies are to twerk in any place that they can. Any place that they can find, and they give head all the time. Plus, let the people record it, so it makes you a porn a porn thotty, and they and they be pussy popping, pussy. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Let me read this shit. God, God, let me get through this. Oh Lord, let me get through this. All right, hold up. I'm gonna read this again. <laughs> let me get through this. All right, thought hobbies. Are to twerk in any place they can find, and they give head all the time. Plus, let the people record it, so it makes you a porn thotty, and they be pussy popping, pussy be smelling. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Pussy be smelling like. <laughs> hold up. Oh, I swear, I swear. I'm gonna try to get through this. Hold up, hold up. All right, I can get through it. I can get through it. I can get through it. Pussy be smelling like eight cans. Pussy be smelling like eight cans of shark shit. <laughs> How you tell a bitch, man? Pussy. <laughs> How you tell? How you tell a bitch? Yo, listen. Yo, listen. This is the funniest shit I've read all day. Yo, how do you tell a bitch that? Pussy be smelling like eight cans of shark shit. What the fuck is shark shit? Like, yo. Alright, I didn't even finish this yet. Alright, pussy smell pussy be smelling like eight cans of shark shit. <laughs> so that's out here to make your money more clean your dick. Clean your click. Think sorry. These Negroes, man, be non-productive with their fucking the way they be saying shit, it just doesn't make sense. That was funny, though. Thought actions. I needed that. I think this is the last slide. 
thoughts before we get in. This is our thoughts introduction before we get into our different type of thoughts. Six to be exact. Different types of thoughts. All right. We're dealing with this particular reading right now from Prezi.com. Thoughts style. The clothes thoughts wear are very easy to find. Just find any store that has trashy, cheap clothes. They can wear high sandals that go up to their legs. Normal girls don't do that shit. They wear summer clothes in the winter and tight-ass pants that you can see their camel toes. Their weave or tracks are split and liney, meaning they don't wash it. Um, too much damn makeup and dress like they're off the corner. God damn. Glad I went through that. I really am. Even though half of the shit I couldn't read, because this nigga doing this shit, he's illustrating this shit like he's on the street corner talking to one of his partners and shit. Like, I didn't understand half the shit he was saying, but I knew a good amount of what he was talking about. But we're still getting through it, man. I'm going through the sermon. I won't even call this a sermon. I really can't. But anyway, that was the characteristics of a thought from Prezi.com. I say all that to say we're about to go into the second part of the show right now. All right. We're about to go into the second part of the show. We are just shy of an hour and 25 minutes. Or actually, we're an hour and 25 minutes in. Which means we're going to take another intermission. And when we get back, we will just go into... The six types of thoughts that men should be aware of. All right. So in the meantime, once again, playing another track. If I can find something to play, fuck it. I'll play imported product and uh, BRB.
All right, back in effect once again. Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast. We're in the second half right now. We're not going to drag this out too long, or at least we're not going to drag out these six type of thoughts long. I do want to address some things before I wrap everything up, because like I addressed earlier, um, this coming week, uh, starting tomorrow, it's going to be very busy. So I will still try to get what I can out to you guys. Um, Maybe smaller episodes. It will pretty much equal my goal is for it all to equal out to the same amount of time anyway. So rather than a two hour episode, you'll get uh, maybe 45 to an hour earlier in the morning and you'll get the same amount. Seven, eight o'clock, maybe even nine o'clock in a lot of cases. Um. So I can't really, I can't go as hard as I did last week. We went hard last week. We went very hard last week. Two hour, two hour episodes, five days a week. That's 10 hours of content. Okay. I want people to understand that. I'm going to say that again. Two hours. Two-hour episodes, five days a week. That's 10 hours total. (laughs) 10 hours. That's 10 hours a week. Sometimes I get in that spirit. I get in that vibe. And I want to address things. The way that I want to address things versus how I had to do things before when I was trying to cater to a particular audience. You know what I mean? And I think that's one of the hidden gems about podcasting where you have control over what what you say. You have control over when you can say it. You don't necessarily have people. Um expecting you to record this much every day this much unless you make it a schedule see me i make it a schedule just because of the work week and how i'd be grinding throughout the day where i have a time period 
at the end of the day, most likely, usually around this time, even during work days, and I would record. You know what I mean? With things being a little bit more busier, a lot more BS is going on. Well, not really BS. A lot more responsibilities, a lot more uh, things are taking place, especially Saturdays, which I forgot to mention. Um, I think I will be recording more on Saturdays uh, starting next weekend coming up. I have to go back to my job for five hours to make more money while basketball is taking place and practicing. And I can easily set things up and record something, you know, for Saturday's purpose. So I'm thinking about doing that more when the time comes. But like I said, we're making progress. We're still, and when I say we, I mean the men. I know there's a lot of guys who may not be in my corner because they don't know me personally, but they understand the fight and they understand that the trials and tribulations that a lot of us had to go through, we had to go through that dolo. You know what I'm saying? We had to go through that dolo. That's why when niggas talk about that day one shit, that's bullshit to me. I don't, I don't believe in that day one shit. These niggas that talk about day ones be the first ones to, to try to set niggas up. So I don't follow any of that bullshit. But <clears throat> you guys know what time it is. <coughs> right? <clears throat> I've been saving my energy enough. I've been saving my energy enough for this moment. Right? Six thoughts that every man should be aware of. Six. I'm sure there's many more. I was only able to gather six. Okay. I was only able to gather six. And just because I'm a man of my word and I will never plagiarize and take a motherfucker's information without even addressing and giving the respect. All right. This is from punke.com slash AU. P-U-N-K-E-E dot com slash A-U. All right. And we're going to go through them. <clears throat> we're going to go through them. Six. Okay. We are going to go through them right about now. And before I mention this, there is something, there is a side note or a disclaimer, right? A thought is a thought, right? Because she has those behavior patterns or she has those tendencies. A man doesn't make a woman a thought. A thought is just the trend, trending word to say. A hoe will always be a hoe. A slut will always be a slut, even though Amber Rose and all these other goofy bitches tried to glorify that terminology as something positive for women. It has became damaging and destructive to a lot of these women. These women are um, 
irresponsible. See, a man's irresponsibility is easily pointed out because men aren't expected to be irresponsible. A woman can be as irresponsible as a fucking preteen, but still expect all of the high praises and worship from a lot of these men. And she'll still get those praises, but she won't appreciate it because it's not the guys that give her the tingles. See, she grew up in dysfunction, so she has no choice but to continue that lifestyle. And the men who could possibly show her a better way of life or show her a better way of valuing certain things, she rejects those guys, right? And these bitter bitches be at the end looking all terrible, fucked up. Some of them bitches still will be out there fucking too. 40, 50. These bitches have no shame today. Thought behaviors, punky.com. Six type of thoughts to be aware of, okay? We're going to start off, all right? We're going to start off with number one. And what is number one? Simply consider this to be the rebound thought. That's right. The rebound thought, ladies and gentlemen, okay? Now, the rebound thought is getting over someone by getting over someone, simply put. In other words, a rebound thought is just a bitch, like, say, you broke up with a bitch. Your bitch broke up with you or whatever. However it happened, the relationship's over. And you just go and fuck a bitch that you know knows your old ex-bitch. Just for that particular purpose. There's no value you see in that other woman. A lot of guys are petty. So they'll do that shit to get back at their girlfriends or their exes. There's a lot of guys who do it. But those women are always going to be there. Whether that guy would have slept with her or that thought would have went out and slept with another guy to try to get over on her girlfriend. These are the type of, these would be women who've had potential, right? These would be your sixes and even sevens, right? They have potential, but they lack self-value themselves. So they'll always be somebody's side piece. She'll never find what she'll want. She'll always have cats. There will be cats in the future. There will be, uh, shout out Kevin Samuels, buy a dog, die alone. Because you yourself want the guy to do all the bending and you're not willing to compromise anything. A lot of you funky bitches aren't worth shit. You know what I'm saying? Quick pause for the cause. I got to get some of this beverage. I got to drink some of this Bev. Cottonmouth was kicking my ass just now, man. I'm in here smoking joints, backwoods all weekend. <laughs> We're living like it's like the chronic era, the Dr. Dre chronic era. I've smoked so many different types of weed that I think I'm just immune to all of this shit. Like, I still get high. I just don't get fucked up as I used to. I get high and then I zone the fuck out or I'll be zoned into something more or less podcasting in this situation. But like, fuck. <clears throat> it's been a crazy wild weekend and I'm just trying to end this on a positive note, end this on a good note, end this on a productive note or technically start this on a productive note because we got a productive week and I'm trying to make it the same when it comes to podcasting. 
let's get back into these goofy ass bitches. So we start off with the rebound thought. Or I would call them an alley-oop. Certain bitches are considered alley-oops. Meaning, it's a bitch along the way. She comes along. Easily attainable. Don't have to do much. She's already fascinated with the car you drive, the way you look, whatever. But you know her sexual history. And you know she's not worth shit. And she knows that you know. Which is why most of the time... You won't even deal with a lot of these bitches long term if you are more red pill aware to begin with. But these women are a dime or a dime a dozen. You'll find these bitches everywhere. And they're always utilized for the same reason. Like the revenge porn type of shit. Like these are the type of bitches that participate in that. You know what I mean? These are the bitches who are most likely to get caught cheating or get caught with the guy while he's cheating on the wife that she doesn't know about. But she's always a bitch that would that would always stay in line regardless as long as she gets what she wants at the end. You feel me? So nothing, nothing too major. A, a, a rebound thought could just be your everyday thought in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? She a thought will always a thought will always materialize a man. A thought a, a slut for an, a a slut on the other end is different than a thought. I'm gonna explain it. A slut is just a woman who likes to fuck. A slut would just be a woman who has sexual partners, does this, does that, but she usually is able to keep quiet and keep out of the attention of worthy men along the lines because a lot of those men don't pick up on the red flags and yellow flags that I've mentioned on this podcast numerous times. So what these women do on the other hand will be a thought looks at men as an opportunity of monetary gain. This is the OnlyFans generation the IG model generation, the microwave generation. Women want things quick in a hurry. So they know in their minds, I think they consciously know that there are a group of men that would be with them. There is a group of men that would ded dedicate to them regardless of them being hoes. Those women don't want those men, right? But there always will be leftovers. And the rebound thought is just a leftover. She was either a girl that was in several long-term relationships that didn't work out. Maybe it was on her end. Maybe she's just a dysfunctional woman. Maybe it's the guy's end, but still it's the woman's decision to be with those guys on a sexual end. Just like it's the man's decision to be with these women long-term in the relationship department. This is all facts. Um... We've already talked about the rebound thoughts. So there's no reason to stay on to that. The rebound thought is pretty much your average thought. She's always there. You know. The zombie thought. They consider this the zombie thought. The zombie thought is a stage five clinger. Or just someone you can't seem to shake. You tell yourself it was just one one night stand 
but they just keep ending up in your bed. Uh, they're the person you see at the end of the night on the dance floor, lock eyes and say, yeah, I guess. These women are most likely to become your friends with benefits. So your zombie thought is a, a zombie thought is just a thought in her emotions. These are amateur thoughts. In other words, if a guy comes across these type of women quickly and these women have something to offer on a physical level or they may actually be worth hanging out with and spending time with, these guys can easily change these women. But it's up to those guys. I don't promote it and I'm not against it. If she's at an amateur stage of thoughts, then she's promiscuous in her actions, but she's not really promiscuous with her activities. You guys catch my drift. It's a cold drift because it's kind of cold out in this motherfucker at the time. 8.09 to be exact. PM. So these zombie thoughts are clingy women, but they are promiscuous with their actions. They may exercise the idea of being with other women. No disrespect to bisexual women, but I find it quite interesting, right? That a lot of women who say that they're straight on dating apps will tell you that they're actually bisexual, which makes sense because you'll notice there's not many women who's really paying attention to what's going on in the dating world because they're too busy fucking with one another. They look at guys as dicks and wallets. And I mentioned this Friday, dicks and wallets, dicks that can produce children. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of women who still want children, but they still view men as dicks on the accountability, the lack of accountability when it comes to pleasure. So when she gets knocked up by a guy, it just becomes the guy's fault either way. Or the woman will use that child as a weapon against the man. Oh, if you do wrong, I'll just get the child aborted. A lot of these bitches are wicked. There's numerous abortions that were filmed for the sake of TikTok videos. This bitch, this one black treacherous whore, she goes in, she's getting an abortion, and she says she wants the doctors to play Hot Girl Summer. Because this nigga's acting up, so I'm just going to cancel the baby and cancel his ass. This is how selfish and demonic a lot of these women are. And I'm not even trying to be funny. A lot of these bitches are demonic. All right. Something to, you know, keep note. Just keep note. We're still going forward here. I wish this. These notes that I have will stay on one place when I go on to my sounds, because you've noticed on here, I don't play as much sounds because I'm actually reading the articles and I'm actually going through the different type of thoughts. So I really can't maneuver the soundboard the way that I want to. And I apologize for that right away. But we're still cooking. It's still church. So we're not playing around. The zombie thought, you know, a clingy bitch, an amateur, because thoughts should never be clingy to men unless that's a strategy. But then again, it could be strategy. It could be game. So you got the zombie thought. We talked about the rebound thought. Now... Let's move on to the wholesome thought. Ladies and gentlemen, 
the wholesome thought, and I like to also connect this to the church-going woman, connect this to the religious woman, connect this to the quote-unquote woke women out there, the wholesome thought. It's easy to think your relationship is more than it actually is with the wholesome thought. They will look after you, be super sweet, and make you feel all the best things. It's not superficial. They're just a really nice person. They are, however, a thought at heart. So don't expect anything serious. These women are most likely to make you breakfast in bed. Okay. The wholesome thought. I like that concept. Because keep in mind, we're in a day and age now where there's this uprising of quote-unquote conservative women. And I've always said that a lot of these conservative women are just reformed thoughts. They are reformed liberal thoughts, most of them being white women. You won't find many conservative black women who speak up because they know the consequences. They'll get called coons and sellouts in a drop of a hat. But if you're your typical black uh, government government assistance dependent type of woman, you automatically align yourself with the left. So you celebrate Kamala Harris getting into office only because she's part Indian and supposedly a nigger. I don't care. I don't support it. I had one of my friends, but you guys already know how we do it here. We talk about everything. One of my friends I had went and seen, I want to say last night. It could have been Friday. No, it was definitely last night. I went and seen him last night because I needed to get some more bud anyway. So I was really pulling up, you know, to pick up some fine grade A cannabis. And, you know, you got those people that you talk about certain things with a little bit at a time. Like, a lot of niggas aren't going to like the political discussions that I speak on here because I'm speaking from a right-wing perspective. As a black man, still proud of who I am, proud of my heritage on both ends, on both sides. And it's not just black. It's Native American. It's Irish down the line. I'm proud of all that. And I'm proud to be in this country. I may not be proud of where this country is, but I'm proud to be in it because I know in other countries, things aren't as great. Things over here, we got a lot of, we have a lot of slack here. That's why you get a lot of these lazy bitches. There's a lot of people that talk about this, right? Think about it like this. You have a group of women In a country that is a country that essentially gives them the most freedom, a country that essentially gives them the best benefits, a country that present that that presents an idea to give them the best opportunity to live the American dream. You buy into the American dream. You don't live the American dream. Once you buy into the American dream, then you sort of are on a quest for it. 
And the things about dreams is eventually you got to wake up from them. <laughs> you know what I mean? George Carlin said something similar to that, where it's like, when it comes to a dream, you got to realize that there's a time where you have to wake up from those dreams. Now, you can go further. You can turn those dreams into goals. and You can really strive to get to where you were at from just common thought, your subconscious thought. I've done that numerous occasions and been successful. And I feel in a lot of ways on a subconscious level, it's our brains or our spirits trying to connect with our mental. And we're able to see our greatest fears and our greatest hopes and dreams literally through dreams. And our life, if you think about it, is in a reflection, a dream where in the opposite sense of you waking up and your dream is over, if you wake up, your life is over. And therefore, by dying, you actually transcend to the afterlife or you transcend to whatever people believe is beyond this earth, which I believe there is. You feel me? But I talk 35% to 45% real with certain niggas because I know if we're talking political, you're not going to want to hear my opinions about Trump. You're not going to want to hear my opinions about Democrats, Obama, Biden, none of them. You don't. Because I wasn't raised off of the backbone of slave mentality. I wasn't raised off the backbone of victimhood mentality. My grandmother, my great aunts participated in a lot of um, historical events. Um, Mildred Loving. I'm sure a lot of you people heard that name before. There was a Netflix documentary about her. She was a light skinned, high yellow, as we would call, black woman who met and married a white man and was a part of the first marriage when it came to that uh, discrimination or that, that act. And that is my great aunt. So the movie or that lady that is portrayed in that movie is supposed to be my great aunt. And they've went through the years and decades and childhood of genuine, true hatred and racism. I believe we've gotten past that. But then again, that's just my opinion. But, you know, me and this dude have this conversation about politics. And he's, I mean, this guy, he's really a fence sitter because he's not your typical guy. Like, I told him that I fucked with Trump and he didn't really say nothing. Meaning, in a way, he kind of expected me to say it or in all actuality, there's a lot of closeted Trump supporters that were black. They won't tell you about his political shit, but they'll tell you in all actuality, a lot of people fucked with Donald Trump because of his leadership or what he represented when he what he represented at a certain time period. And these were people in New York. These were people in New Jersey. Um, these were people all over the world that looked at Trump was like, all right, this is a guy who speaks his mind. And with the political shit, I told him that America, a lot of us 
in this country weren't ready for his type of leadership. And it was genuine, real leadership. But he wasn't emotional about it. He was direct. He was forward. And a lot of people, especially on the left, would say that he was too harsh with a lot of his delivery. But as long as you're getting shit done, you're getting shit done. And I asked this dude, like, yo, if you were crossing the street, say you were about to cross the street, right? And you about to get hit by a bus. And one random nigga grabs you, pushes you, pulls you all the way back to the point where you almost fall. Are you going to be mad at that nigga when you see that bus that could have smacked you drive past? Or are you going to go, damn, you know what I mean? He could have handled it a different way, but he saved me. You see what I mean? Niggas want to be coddled to politically. And I think that's the problem. You got blacks who don't participate in politics, but they always have an opinion about somebody and don't know shit about what's going on. And I was telling him that, but almost in a watered down way. Like I said, if you look into his policies and if you looked in like opportunity zones and you really began to pay attention to what he was actually talking about, the things that he was trying to do for everybody, especially black people. It was mind blowing. It what was what was worse was there were black people who didn't know about it and black people who would call him a racist when he did more for black people as a president than anybody else in the fucking White House, including Obama. So who's who's really the bad guy? But see, black people and I was telling him that a lot of y'all, a lot of us don't want to have those conversations because this is once again in the same way when it comes to relationships and women, this is the harsh reality is on the political scene that I feel a lot of black people, a lot of men in general need to have. And I'm not saying this in the sense that everybody should be conservative. I can give a fuck what you are at the end of the day. Race wise, religion wise. And I, I used to be very combative with my side. Like that shit was like a gang. Like we were like, fuck liberals, fuck left wing bitches. And I still have that mentality. I just don't, I'm just not vocal about it. I speak those words with my actions and I may get into deeper matters of political conversations later on, but I know a lot of niggas ain't there for here. A lot of niggas ain't here for all that. You know, I apologize, but that's just the way that the transition is being made for me right now. You know, I enjoy sitting back conversating for hours talking about this. But for me, I feel that there has to be a point when it's time to go on to bigger and sometimes better discussions, things of more um, importance and more priority for us men. I just try to be a representation when it comes to the Red Pill Party because I'm a nigga that been through a lot of this shit with a lot of these bitches that I talk about. You feel me? And I don't put out names and I don't violate these bitches. I, I don't feel the need to. There was a time earlier on, the red pill rage was still in me. And I, I had that venom, but I was able to deal with that. But we're going through the six type of thoughts to be aware of. The rebound thought, number one. The zombie thought, number two. The wholesome thought, the church-going thought, right? The Bible studies thought. 
the God is good all the time thought, the wholesome thought, right? We talked about that. And what else? What else is there, right? You may be saying to yourself, well, damn, that's, that's a lot of thoughts, a lot of type of thoughts, holographic thoughts, rare thoughts, everyday thoughts. But we're not even done. Nope. Not at all. We have the drunk thought. We need the soundboard for this. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I have stories about the drunk thought. We're going to tell a couple stories talking about the drunk thought, and we're going to continue to go forward. But what we have now is the drunk thought. All right, so the drunk thought is the party goer. Most thoughts, contrary to what people believe, a lot of thoughts don't go out as much. They'll go out with guys, but they don't. you don't see them around walking around every day. No. A lot of thoughts still keep their activities incognito as much as possible, even though social media exposes their activities and behaviors. This is why I get mad when a lot of guys get into relationships with these type of bitches and say they didn't know their behaviors when it's already illustrated and addressed on social media. It's just a lot of these guys didn't pay attention or they saw it and they just chose to ignore it. But the drunk thought is a chick who just goes out to get wasted. She'll go to the bar with getting wasted in mind. See, me, as men, I'm going to say this straight up, as a man, you got to stay on point wherever you go. You have to be aware of your surroundings. In the same way that Bruce Lee broke it down, you have to be aware of your surroundings. So if you go to a club, even if it's a club or if it's a bar, more or less, fuck the clubs. If you go to a bar or if you go to a local uh, tavern, right, and it's a place in your neighborhood, then, yeah, you can kick back, have a few more drinks, especially if you can simply walk home. Or if you have somebody with you who isn't drinking at all, who's just there to get a bite, you have a designated driver. Women, more or less, are thoughts don't think about these things. So these are the irresponsible women that will go to bars, have numerous shots of tequila, numerous shots of vodka, numerous shots of whatever she can get or whatever guys can buy her. And she is the target for a lot of thirsty men. The drunk thought is a walking prison sentence. A drunk thought is almost the equivalent of jailbait, meaning in a way that jailbait, a woman who's underage, is completely prohibited. A drunk, intoxicated woman who's just slurring and moving around and just trying to hook up whatever, hook up what whatever guy is there. Those women are potential prison sentences because these women can come across one guy, hook up with him. Wake up the next day, pretend that she doesn't know what happened. Maybe she doesn't because she was blacked out drunk. She has a random guy in the house. She doesn't know what that guy was doing, where that guy's from. How did the guy get in there? Because once again, blacked out drunk. Then all of a sudden, the guy is vilified. He's called a rapist. He's called this and that. But both of them had the same amount of alcohol. Both of them made the conscious decision to have sex. The woman, in a lot of cases, you don't want these women in your house. These hookups, men, you do not want them in your house. 
you do not want them in your house. If you go to their house, it's a lot better because she willingly had to let you in, unlock the door, and let you in the house. Boom. So you can't, so she can't hit you for trespassing. Trust me, all this shit I know about dealing with a lot of these women. And to get into a story real quick, before I read off, because I have there is a couple of sentences about the drunk thought that I wanted to read. Matter of fact, I'll just do that as I'm scrolling along as we speak. All right, where the fuck are you, you fucking bitch? All right, the drunk thought. The drunk thought only gets thotty, only gets thotty when they're drunk. It takes them a couple of drinks to let loose, but when they do, oh boy, they let loose. So, these women and the, I would say the creation or the place where these women are known to be this way is in colleges and within the college years where a lot of guys will simply say these women go in the cock carousel because they're in a place without any uh, parental guidance. They are adults who are still in a learning environment, but they have women and men everywhere. So these women just let loose. So they go to these parties and a lot of these women are intelligent women. They're smart, but when the weekend comes, they became they become different people. They get drunk. They get high. They party the fuck out. They sleep around. And the drunk thotty comes from the colleges and the universities. They don't really come from bars because if that's the case, then any woman can be a drunk thotty. She just needs to drink too much, come across the right guy that she feels is attractive, and boom, you have a drunk thotty. The drunk thotty is more of the college 21 through 25 year experience with a lot of women. Now, there's not wrong. Well, hmm, that's difficult to explain. I don't, I'm not going to be one of those people that say it's nothing wrong with going out there and getting wasted because, in my opinion, there is. If you have the right amount of alcohol consumption to where you can still act and function like a reasonable human being, there's no problem. There's no problems. We're going out there getting loose. A lot of these women do so. And it's the mixture of, like I said, with the college years, it's the women and academia and the pressures of whatever fucking tests they have to do or midterms or quizzes. And they go out and they get loose. Right. The bitches today that do it, they're complete failures because they'll go to bars where... More guys are waking up. So if a chick goes up to you at a bar, in her mind, it's like, all right, I want to drink. She's not going to tell you that, but she's going to try to conversate with you and, you know, all this other goofy shit. A lot of women who do this, the drunk thought activities, they're dysfunctional women. Out of college, even in college, a lot of these women show dysfunctional behaviors, but at the same time, it's almost like expected of. A woman in college, right? So the drunk thought is one of these women, and I've encountered this before. And one of my, I've talked about this before though, but in one of my last times of ever going to a bar, when I mean go to a bar, I mean go into a bar. 
there was a time during COVID that me and a couple of friends of mine, we decided to go to a bar, but everything was outdoors and it was cold as shit. It was around this time, actually, towards, uh, excuse me, towards Christmas time. It was very cold and it wasn't the funnest experience. But the last time I went inside of a bar was, I think, 2017, possibly 2018. And it was also this time. In fact, even if I go to bars, I may only go during this time. When it's the winter time, it's a little cold, a little brisky, going shied, may have a shot, couple beers, warm up, go out, smoke a cigarette. May go in for round two, may just hang it up from there. But it was always during these times. And I remember going into the bar. I was meeting up with one of my old coworkers, one of the guys I used to hang out with. In fact, one of the guys that I actually got the job during that time where I was at in this town, which was actually good. But even during that time, I was making a hell of a lot more money. But anyway, um, I go in to meet this dude. You know, because uh, we 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 hung out a lot, especially at the job. So afterwards, he smoked, I smoked. Uh, we were trying to find something to do, looking for females of any sort just to look at for fuck's sake. Because, you know, this town that I live in has really no women to offer. So I said, fuck it, we'll go to one of these bars. Go to the bar in this town. It's a lot of older chicks. Nothing wrong with them. It's just they're older women. Are it's peers that I knew from like kindergarten or peers that I knew from elementary school, which I'm actually sitting right next to the elementary school that I went to. That's how long I've been in this fucking city. But I meet him. We sit down, have a couple of drinks and he taps me or he doesn't tap me. He uh, nudges me hard as hell with his elbow. I'm like, yo, what's up? What the fuck? He's like, yo, that girl over there is eyeballing you. Sure enough, I look over. And it's this chick, right? Real attractive. Real attractive, Caucasian chick. She wasn't too Caucasian. She had a nice tan to her. She could have been of Italian descent. Um, eyeballing me. So I'm looking back a little bit. I'm looking away. Then I look back over to make sure, is she looking at me or is she looking at something around me? But there's nobody sitting around me. We're at... This bar that we're in is a real small type of bar. It's a tavern. It's really small. And it's this round bar stand. Big round bar stand in the middle. We're at pretty much near the end where the side door is right next to us. Or really the front door, but it's positioned in a weird way. So I noticed she's looking at me. He's like, yo, you going to talk to her? I'm like, for what? You got to realize, even at that time, I wasn't, like, super duper. I wasn't at the level that I'm at now where I was just that aware. I just knew that, okay, we're at a bar. She's looking at me. Okay, does she want a drink? Or, see, certain women, I don't allow women to successfully give me IOIs. I don't allow women to successfully know that she's trying to get me to approach her. If a woman is staring at you long enough, logically, you would probably approach a woman, especially if she's attractive and she notices you in that way as well. 
But with me, I was just like, bro, I looked at him I'm like, listen, we're at a bar. Unless she comes over and introduces herself, I'm not going over and introducing myself to no bitch. Those days are done. I want to say that again. The days of me as a guy going up and cold approaching women and just spitting game out of nowhere and running, chasing women down like, hey, Ma, let me talk to you. Those days are finished. Finito. And even then, I had to break it down to this dude because this guy was like, I wouldn't say he was a square. I just felt that every time we kicked it, he had to act like somebody that he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Like me, I can ride around this town listening to Led Zeppelin one minute and then listening to Three Six Mafia the next minute. I listen to and do whatever the fuck I want to do. Feel me? I feel like when certain people, when you're like that, around certain people, they may try to act a certain way to appease you. And I don't like that shit. I don't even like that from women. And I know there was a lot of women that were like that. Like, when I was graduating high school, right? I started talking to this chick. This was the only relationship and long-term relationship that I really been in and put any real effort into. So this chick was what, 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 what is what people would call a unicorn. Or not even that. I wouldn't even say a unicorn. I would say a chameleon. Where she hangs out with you. She tries to hang out with you every day. But see, guys are different. Especially black men. I don't think black men are really used to that type of love. Where they come across a woman who really wants to be around them. In a lot of cases, be around you and do nothing. I would say those were the good old days. I would hang out with a chick and know that I was smashing that day. If she was on her period, she would let me know. And even then, I would be nice enough, considerate enough, friendly enough, and still get some head at the end of the night. Straight up. I'm just going to be straightforward. And this chick, like I said, when I was getting out of high school, she really clinged on to me. But not in a negative way. So it's hard for me to explain it. Because like I said, a lot of us men aren't used to that type of attention from women. It's actually spent and reversed where women talk about clingy guys, but men don't never talk about clingy women because a lot of men don't mind it. A woman who wants to be around you 24 seven, I don't think there's really a problem, but I think realistically speaking, it's just not, it wouldn't work that way. And I think that understanding from a woman gives more respect for the, she has more respect for the man for that. And these are where the commitment and a lot of these genuinely good women come from. But today is completely fucked up. And this woman was trying to become me without being herself. So she would talk like me. She would say my same jokes. 
she would try to hang out with me, even when I'm hanging out with my friends. She had girlfriends, but girlfriends are corny. Like, see, women are very corny, like, and they're very manipulative and they're backstabbing. They'll backstab one another. You know what I'm saying? So when a lot of women tell you that they don't like hanging out with a lot of women, that's why. And some of them may be honest and tell you straight up, that's why. Well, a lot of women are just catty, vindictive, emotional, too emotional. But guys, like I said, we don't talk about clingy. The thing with me was I didn't, I didn't feel smothered from her. But I felt that it was genuine. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't that I complained about it in that sense. It's the fact that she was doing all these things, but not really living her life. She was too busy trying to be a part of my life without living her life. And I was too young. I'm, I'm, I got out of high school 17, so I was too young to really grasp any idea of a relationship or anything. But during that time, I was in it. You know what I mean? And this is a minute ago, but like I said, I was I was in it. Even when I graduated, maybe two years, two years after after I graduated, I was it was still an on and off thing. We would get we would get together, be tight for like three months. You know what I mean? And then there'll be a some bullshit that pop up. She ended up saying some dumb shit, doing some dumb shit, and I just walk away from her. And the thing was with this chick, it got to a point that I knew, even if I walked away from this chick right now and dealt with another woman, I can easily go back. But I never did that. And it wasn't really just it wasn't really about respect or consideration for her. It's my consideration. It's my spirit. Did I protect? If I try to run off on a bitch that I'm talking to, that's only going to be payback later on in one form or fashion. So even then, I was on a tight rope. But the bitch just didn't live her life. And when I finally walked away, that was when she finally began living her life. She met somebody else. She got married. She had a kid. And that's one of the exes that I'm happy for. So I'm not a negative. I'm not I'm not negative when it comes to a lot of ex uh, girlfriends. I just talk about a lot of the toxic ones because this is a red pill type of podcast. This is love and happiness. If it was love and happiness, I would tell you all of the good times that I had with a lot of these women because I did. I'm not one of these miserable niggas that that never had. I feel that love, like I mentioned before, it's temporary for a lot of women. So it's not that it really doesn't exist. It's just not as solid as a lot of these women perpetuate it to be. I think guys are more in tune with that. So more guys, we require respect. A woman who has absolute respect for a man is a woman who won't lie to that man. Even that cause of putting her in a bad position, she won't lie to that man she won't she'll do the best that she can to not disrespect the man did not get out of pocket with the man especially if that man is doing the same thing in return 
That is something that most men desire over love. See, a lot of us got the love fucked out of us. A lot of us got the love, uh, uh, the love beaten out of us dealing with a lot of these women. So even if we look for commitment or if we look for some sort of companionship, it's only on the terms of respect for most of us. Love, the lovey-dovey shit, it's not that it's dead. It's just that it's so vague. It's such. It's just one word to women, and it can mean a multitude of things. Love for most women today is, is money. So, of course... When it comes to finding a guy, they want a guy who has money. But if you would ask these women, what the fuck do they do for a living? They're non-productive. They have nothing going on. These women are economically failures. A lot of the women who talk about being educated and going to college, when they get out of college, they're in debt. They're dysfunctional beings. But let them tell you they're strong and independent. Goofy-ass women. That's what they really are. To keep it a buck with you. We're going to continue going along with this list, man. You guys already know I go off and rant. Extra side stories. I, I really apologize, man. It's been one of those weekends. It's been a good weekend, though. And although I'm ready for what comes this week. Work-wise, I have that attitude. I have that spirit. And I thank God for giving me that because it's not, it's nothing else. Nothing else has motivated me. Nothing else has been getting me forward and really getting me back to where I feel I should be at, uh, humbly speaking, than God. Whatever people believe, good for you. I don't give a fuck. See, I'm not one of those uh, God is good all the time type niggas. I'm just not. I have my relationship. The fuck do I care what the next person thinks about my relationship to somebody that they don't even have a relationship or a knowledge of knowing to begin with? And this goes out to a lot of you church going niggas because you're dealing with some of the biggest hypocrites. This is why a lot of us, especially black men, we grow up with such hatred towards God. I believe that a lot of black men have a hatred towards God and it's the perpetuation of the white rock and roll Jesus. It's that aspect that ties into white supremacy. It's funny that a lot of these red, black, and green niggas that's talking about fighting the power, they're still going to churches and praying to a dead white Jesus. It's funny to me because the Bible illustrates something completely different of his appearance. I'm not saying that he's a black man with an afro. What I'm saying is he's not that Led Zeppelin, white-looking guy that everybody knows of, Caesar, Caesar Borgiers. And I'm not, I'm not a Hebrew Israelite. I do have respect for the Hebrews and the Israelites out there, the true Jews, the true tribes. And I'm not even going to go on a tangent about that. But with the religious shit, it's the biggest hypocrites. So you'll have your pastors talking about being holier and endowed, and they're sleeping with everybody in the fucking pulpit, including the men. That wicked, that wicked black devil, Eddie Long. That wicked black devil, hopefully burning in hell as we speak. God, God cut his lights off. God turned his TV off. Shout out to, uh, <laughs> shout out to Hassan Campbell. God rocked his snot box. You feel me? Got rid of him because he's a wicked devil. 
just like a lot of these religious these these religious leaders they use their leadership and they use their money to perpetuate them as god figures but they're not the most high they're nothing close to it they're not even a molecule to the mighty will and, and and power of the most high but they perpetuate themselves as that and they're nothing but pimps of the pulpit okay a lot of you pastors out there are nothing more than pimps of the pulpit wicked niggas wicked niggas but we got a real pastor over here <laughs> we got a real pastor over here ain't that right you tell them Hey, listen, <laughs> tell these bitches, man, what they should be doing, all right? Pastor, yeah, over there, you, yeah. Tell these bitches what they should be doing. Y'all need to quit talking about other folk and start practicing getting your shit, getting your stuff together. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. See, a lot of you pastors and religious leaders, y'all failed the communities. Worse than the drug dealers, worse than the gang member. You've 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 poisoned the communities. More than the gang member, more than the drug dealer. You perpetuate a lie. You put yourself on high favor. And you niggas need to get dealt with. And see, luckily for me, the Lord, of course, works in mysterious ways. We all know this. We all know this. The Lord works in mysterious ways. So when a lot of these niggas get caught up, like Eddie Long, that wicked devil fucking around with them boys, right? When that nigga gets cancer and dies, everybody's so sad. Oh, I can't believe it. That nigga was a fucking demon. He was a wicked devil. A wicked devil. With lies with propaganda, the God is good all the time, but behind the scenes, he's fucking little boys in the ass. You niggas need to start waking up. A lot of you niggas in church, you surrounded by demons. You so-called put yourself in the house of the Lord, but you find yourself surrounded by fucking demons. Sorry, man. We went on a religious rant. We we went on a political rant. We're almost missing out on the rest of the fucking topic. My phone is on 27%. We are two hours, close to two hours and 30 minutes in. We're going to try to finish this off as quick as possible now. So we went through the numerous types of thoughts. We have went through the rebound thought, the zombie thought, right? The wholesome thought. We went across the drunk thought. And what else is out there? Well, it's simple. Duh. It is none other. None other. Than the secret thoughts. Yes. The secret thoughts. All right. <laughs> The secret thoughts, secret lovers. That's what we are. I forgot the rest of the song, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Them secret thoughts, the secret lover. For you guys out there, the secret lover, man. 
the side dish man. All right, the secret thought is someone who wants you to think they don't sleep around, but totally do. They have nothing to be ashamed of, but due to the systematic oppression of being secure and expressing your sexuality, they don't feel comfortable doing so. We see you, and we tell you to thought the fuck on. These women are most likely to be a freak in the sheets. The secret thoughts. These are the most important thoughts to speak on in this list. Yes. Why, you may ask. Why is that? Well, the secret thought is most of these women today. Even the women who tell you that they're not feminists, they live on the terms of feminism. So if these women do sleep around, they're not shamed for it. But to keep on the safe side, or maybe just a, maybe this is just an example of a woman who can fucking think, she decides to, hey, maybe I won't display so much because there may be a guy at the end of all this who I can still be with long term. The secret thought is really no different than everyday modern day women. Well, I, I pretty much fucked up this recording, damn near. I apologize for that. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to edit that out. But if not, fuck it. Sorry. I had to take a leak. But I remember talking about the secret thought. The thing about the secret thought being the most important thought on this list is it's the fact of the matter that that secret thought can be the woman that you're interested in. That secret thought can be the girl that you notice walking in your everyday routines that you find interesting, that you don't know her activities, you just see her for face value. The secret thought can be very dangerous because these women can pretend that they're not thoughts, get involved with a guy, then the guy finds out that she slept with half of the fucking community, and then that guy looks like a fool. So it's something you should really pay attention to, the secret thought, the most important one on this list. Is it the only, is it the last one? Is it the last one? And it's not the last one. All right. I'm going to read this over again anyway. The secret thought is someone who wants you to think they don't sleep around, but totally do. They have nothing to be ashamed of. And then they talk about all of this uh, systematic oppression, all this bullshit. I hate people who talk about this malarkey. Women shouldn't sleep around. There, I said it. A woman should not sleep around. In fact, I'm all for respecting a woman. And if a woman really has respect for herself, she wouldn't make herself a sex object. She would make herself exclusive to a certain type of men. And even in that certain type of men, she doesn't sleep around with all of those men. She may date a couple, find one who's meaningful in her, in her mind, and be with that person. A woman who puts herself around and decides to fight it out, the reason why they're treated like thoughts is because they're thoughts. We're not treating thoughts like queens. In fact, a lot of these a lot of these bitches don't even deserve respect. To be totally honest with you. Uh, we still got two left. All right. We got two left. We're gonna go through it. The ghost thought. Oh boy. 
This isn't the ghost that you think, men and women who may be listening. The ghost thought is the thought that will be out of your room before you wake up in the morning. And for that, we are internally grateful. Uh, There's literally nothing fucking worse than trying to make small talk with someone the morning after when all you want to do is pull up your sheets, wash, Uber Eats, the bitch to McDonald's, and be gone. Thought. Um, Ghost thoughts. I mean, this is kind of like... A ghost thought is a thought at heart. A ghost thought is a heartless thought. It's a thought. Compared to... What was the first one that we, we brought up? Compared to the rebound... Was it the rebound thought? Or... No, compared to the zombie thought, a zombie thought is like an amateur thought. She gets clingy. She goes across the right guy. She falls for him easily. But she's a thought. And the guy may not even be that important. She's just a clingy woman. And she'll cling on to anything that can satisfy her for that moment. Compare that to the ghost thought. The ghost thought is a professional. She's a thought by nature. She was taught those things. She read those, she read the manuscript, the manifest of being a thought. She knows what a thought does. She's not there to conversate. Yeah, she'll hang out, whatever, but she knows what she's there for. You know what I mean? She is uh, considered on here to most likely be the greatest, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) The ghost thought, yes. Finally. No, is it finally? Is it? Yes, finally. To end this list and to pretty much get ready to end this episode before my phone dies. I've already fucked up the audio once. I don't want to fuck up the whole podcast. The reluctant thought, ladies and gentlemen. The reluctant thought. The the thought through and through. The true thought. The reluctant thought. Yes. The reluctant thoughty. Matter of fact, fuck that. I, I shouldn't even. I, I mean, let me. This is the last. This is the last one. Okay. Number six, the reluctant thought. All right. So this is the last one. A reluctant thought. The reluctant thought enjoys casual sex but is always low-key searching for something with a little more substance, someone to spend more time with, and potentially a relationship. They're also very happy to keep enjoying all the fruits of a single life while waiting for that special someone, though. Most likely to fall in love with a wholesome thought. Wait, what? I don't get it. I understand the reluctant thought. And many thoughts are in this sort of category where they enjoy casual sex, but they also want something special and they believe that they live a single life, but they don't. A woman is single, but a woman is never alone. A woman can be single, but a woman is never alone. Alone. 
But even in their dying days, and when I mean dying days, I mean their dying days of beauty. The 30s hit. Things aren't looking too good. Their partying years were fun. But she didn't really get anything that she really wanted through all of that. She'll either be mad at men because she wasn't selected. She'll pout. She'll complain. I have all these qualities. But you've given all of your qualities away to the numerous men. You are no longer useful when it comes to long-term relations. You are no longer desirable when it comes to sex. You have dug yourself in to your own grave. But once again, let these thought bitches tell you it's all the men's fault. Sure, they go to parties, suck dick, get fucked, get smutted out. But all of these men are wicked. All of these men are bad, but she allowed all of those men inside of her We don't got time for it. Will we participate in supporting and pedestalizing thoughts? Okay. So, just to shorten this up, because we do need to end this off. My phone is on 24%. It is 9.05. All right? We have went through nearly three hours, if I'm not mistaken. Nearly three hours. Two hours and 37 minutes. This has been... An electrifying experience, all right? This, I want to be the most electrifying podcast in all of entertainment, all right? That's what I'm trying to reach. I need you guys to continue to support the work. I need you guys to continue to support the work, all right? We, we, we need to get this to a higher level than what we did this year. This already been a, a very productive year, predominantly a productive year, Money-wise, all that shit. And I'm happy to say that. I want to go through the analytics. I want to go through my analytics real quick, if I can find it. So we, within, like, the geographic region of my audience, right, I have 78% of people in the United States of America. 12% of you guys are from the Philippines. Shout out and salute to the Philippines. And the rest are roughly 2%. Stemming from areas like Mexico, Australia, South America, and the UK. And the 1% is pretty much any and everything else. All right. So we go through that. We got listening platforms. Most of you guys are tuning in strictly through uh, Anchor with 59% of you guys. 19% are going through this through the link or browser. Uh, Spotify has 14%. Google Pod has uh, Google Google Podcast have 7%. Now, this is my important part. And this is what I'm proud of when it comes to this podcast. The audience demographic with age. We have 23 to 27-year-olds, 80% tuning in. So I want to give a shout-out to the young men out there. I really appreciate you guys supporting me. 18 to 22%. Are the 18 to 22 of age being 3%, uh, another 3% being people along my age bracket of 28 to 34, 35 to 44 years old, we have 3%, and 60 and up, we have 10. So that's interesting. Uh, Men, it says non-binary. I don't know what the fuck that even means. I don't give a shit. We have 10 
90% quote-unquote non-binary, and we have 90% men, in which is no surprise. The reason why I'm, I'm doing this and the reason why I'm going through this is I really pay attention to the participation of the audience. You guys who've been listening and you guys who've been supporting me since I've been starting this thing out all the way back in 2017 and even before then with Facebook Lives and even before then with the Facebook page, the uh, Red Pill Party podcast page. And what I'm doing now is the New Age Traditionalism uh, page for Facebook. And I hope you guys can participate in that as well. I do a lot of things. I don't just talk about red pill. This isn't my job. I have an actual job. I make an actual living, which is which is why in a lot of cases, I don't ask for people's money. I don't ask for anything besides people's support and just a little time out of their hands to listen and, you know, take heed, understand what I'm trying to say and the things that I'm trying to get across. But as we wrap up damn near another year, it's, it's, it is the 5th of December, but what the fuck? 25 days? What the fuck is that? We're in the year. And, you know, I always try to end the year or I always try to go forward and not be in the same position that I'm in previously. Even the previous week. Sometimes the previous day. But I've been making a good amount of progress and I've been noticing a lot of you guys are really participating um, a lot of my uh, top episodes were episodes of the past, and we can't be having that shit. I'm putting in more work than, you know what I'm saying, what I was doing back then. I mean, back then, it was still good shit. You know what I mean? The top episode uh, being the Red Pill Rant on MGTOW. The second place being the Sigma Male Mindset, which I'll, I'll get into more Sigma Male shit, I think, later on in the future, probably even possibly tomorrow now that I think about it. The Red Pill Church Service, I thank you guys. We're going to continue to cook up. We're going to continue to have service here. I'm going to continue to drop Red Pill sermons here. And because that that played a part in one of the top episodes. So that was something I did recently, maybe a week or so ago. So I pay attention to the analytics. I pay attention to the audience. And I pay attention to the demographics because I got to keep my foot on these bitches' necks. These thoughts get no love. They get no support. They get no sympathy. We have to become heartless men. Yeah, I know. That sounds toxic. Fuck these bitches and fuck whatever toxic means to them. It's usually the women, and I want to end this off just saying this. It's usually the women who talk about this guy's toxic or that guy's toxic be the same bitches who are dysfunctional lack of accountability, and these bum-ass bitches come into a relationship time and time again looking for a motherfucker to save her, looking for a motherfucker to fix her problems, looking for a motherfucker to pay her bills, and the bitch never has anything reasonable, anything valuable, and return. I'm going to let y'all sit with that. We're not even going to play an outro because I've already had three intermissions. I'm sure a lot of you guys may like my music. A lot of you guys don't. Like I said, I give you guys the option. Skip two or two or three minutes ahead. Or in this case, you can just end the video. But uh, we're just going to hit it off. A little round of applause. We may let Trump. Uh, we may let Trump end this one off for us. It's another great weekend. I got a very productive week ahead. 
And I hope you guys tune in. I hope you guys continue to support. I really appreciate you guys. And I wish the best. I wish great things for us, especially guys like myself who's been out here grinding, making moves, and finally seeing shit happen. We just need to pull. We just need to push even more forward. We we need to just start tearing shit up, knocking things down, breaking some barriers, and making some shit happen. But until all that, it's another day. And you guys know what I love to say. In the meantime and in between time, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, signing out. Peace. Turns to shit, okay? <laughs> <laughs>